Hello and welcome to Conversations with Jules and Ange. We are your hosts, Julie Smith and Angela Bleacher. We are two women passionate about helping others show up as their true selves in this world. We hope to support and inspire you along your journey of becoming the person you were always meant to be. Because the one thing we know with absolute certainty is that the world needs you. On today's episode, Angela is going to share her experience and insights from hiking the Grand Canyon. On July 27th, 2022, Angela hiked from the South Rim to the North Rim, which is over 21 miles in 12 and a half hours. So join us today to hear what she learned from this experience. I am selfishly very excited about this episode in particular, because I know how cool this experience was for you, but there's so much I think that I still want to know about. So I'm hoping to hear that today and just being dive into this. But first of all, can you even tell us how this trip came to be? Because I remember you just one day were like, so I'm going to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim. And I was like, what? Like, how? <laughs> where did that come from? Being the outdoorsy person I am. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So, you know, like I tried to do one big trip a summer and I don't know, probably like five, six months before um, I did this, um, I was starting to try to think about what I wanted to do for my vacation. And I was talking with some friends and we were throwing out different trip options um but travel was still a little bit weird with like covid restrictions in places so everything we were like looking up um there was just some barrier and nothing felt right um so literally this whole week of like googling brainstorming um I get this text message from, it's one of my mom's best friends I call her my aunt I mean she's just one of my best friends too Um, and she lives in Phoenix and I get this text from her that says, she's like, Hey, just want to throw this out there. Um, I booked, uh, a lodge on the North rim of the grand Canyon for a few days in July. You know, if you're interested in coming or hiking or anything like that. And it's a big deal because what I didn't know is, so there's lodging on the South rim and on the north rim and the north rim is only open for part of the year um because you just can't get there because of weather and all that stuff so those cabins go super quick um so she got it, it was a big deal that she got um these dates and um so when she sent me that text like I said I was like in the midst of brainstorming um I read it and it was like this like full body. Yes. I'm like, that is what I want to do. And so that kind of started this whole journey of hiking from rim to rim. When did she send you that text? I don't remember. It was sometime in the winter. I don't know if it was like December or January. Um, Yeah. And I was like, yes, like it was so like every other place I looked at, nothing resonated. 
And then literally I get that text. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. And I was so I was like, yep, just listen to what your body's saying. So I literally said, yes, I called her. And then we like planned out the whole thing. Um, and in that moment, so she didn't hike it uh, or what didn't want to hike it. Um, she was planning to go to the North Rim, but I was like, I'm going to do it from the South Rim to the North Rim and meet you there. So I literally just booked a cabin on the South Rim for the night before. And that was the plan. She was going to drop me off there. I was going to sleep, wake up early the next morning and then hike and meet her on the North Rim. And my sole motivation to hike it in one day was that I just didn't want to have to camp and sleep outside. (laughs) I was just going to say, for those of you who don't know, Angie's not outdoorsy. Nope. Like, I'm I'm, like, I'm I'm going to get outdoorsy, but you are your worst. I'm for sure the worst. Yes, for sure. 100%. (laughs) So that's in my head. I'm like, all right, we're going to do it in a day. <laughs> that's some good motivation. It was very, I was very motivated. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you got that text, you think in the winter, which gave you what, six or seven months to prepare. What yeah, did you yeah. do to prepare? I don't even know. Yes. It was. So what I quickly learned upon a little Google search is, um, it is not recommended to hike the Grand Canyon in July. So every article that first pulls up is like, don't, don't do it. You're going to die. I was like, huh? Good. Good. This is off to a great start. So, um, apparently the Canyon, the floor of the Canyon in July typically is like 115 degrees. Um, so heat stroke is a problem and people die every year. So not really recommended. Um, but while I had like a healthy, definitely a healthy fear, I never got that like gut no, or you know what I mean? So I just kind of carried on with my research and, Um, it was just like amazing because those months as I was researching and training, it was like the right people with the right information just kept coming into my life. You're like, Bits told me, that's my aunt, my aunt Bits. She told me like, join a Facebook group. And I was on blogs and people just want to help and give information. Um, even, you know, I talk about it at work and my patients had done this or that. And everyone just gave me all this valuable information that things I literally would have no idea about. Um, people are just so willing to help. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, now I'm a life member at REI, which is awesome. What does that even mean? It's the outdoors, outdoorsy equipment store. These poor salespeople had to like fit me with like my little backpack and my shoes and help me with like all the fuel. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. So, no. um, everyone was been back to the REI store just once. Not so my, but I'm still a lifetime member. 
so good <laughs> so good oh my god and then too like you know I was talking with my aunt and she she asked me you know she's like do you want me to ask some of my friends if anyone wants to do the hike with you so you're not doing it alone and I kind of went back and forth with that and so she was talking to some people um but literally everyone's like hell no we're not hiking the Grand Canyon in July you're crazy for doing this um yeah. so I, I'm like I guess that means I'm gonna do it by myself which felt right to me too in a weird way so I don't know a lot of people were nervous and tried to persuade me not to do it but like I said I never got that feeling that it, I don't know there was never a bad feeling I always like I said healthy fear but I was I always felt like I would be fine Okay, so let's zoom in on the week before your trip. What did you, when did you get to Arizona? How did you get there? What did you bring? Tell us, tell us about the week before and leading up to the, the hike. Yeah, so um, kind of the logistics of that week um, is I flew in to Phoenix on that Monday and I stayed with my Aunt Bits that Monday night. Um, and then we woke up early Tuesday. And um, one of her friends was joining us um, on the trip. So we picked up her friend, Susie. And then we drove to the South Rim, where they dropped me off there. And then they drove to the cabin on the North Rim. Um, now the amazing part of this whole you know period of the of the adventure um was this was the first time that I had ever met uh my aunt's friend Susie and like instantly fell in love with her she was just she's amazing like love instantly that. fell in love with her so also, what I didn't know is Susie and her husband are actually um, like elite endurance athletes. I mean, Susie was a swimmer her whole um, collegiate career, and I think she even made it to the Olympic trials, and then they got into Ironmans. Um, so just this wealth of knowledge about endurance sports. So it was divine intervention, I swear. So she, that whole day before... She had like the timing of my hydration, my eating. She laid out for me that whole night, what I should drink, what I should eat the morning of what I oh should my drink. Gosh. What I'm telling you. And she like put together um, like a whole plan for the hike. Like I was going to stop every hour and a half to get like one to 200 calories in. I mean, I, I probably should have like had this also figured out before, but I, was I didn't. just going to ask you that. What was your plan? Or were you just going to stop and eat when you thought you needed to? Yeah. Like I had all my snacks and I had oh like electrolytes. God. So I had stuff, but I never really like. <laughs> so well, God was like, okay, Susie, I'm going to need you to do this for me. I mean, she probably saved my life. I'm not even. She did. <laughs> so I don't know. It was amazing. She, 
it was just amazing. And I just felt so, I, you know, I'll get to it. I physically felt so great the whole, I could have kept hiking afterwards. I mean, <laughs> it was amazing. She nailed it. So it was oh divine intervention. I'm sometimes mm-hmm. like, I am just always provided for. It's on, it's unreal. It's yeah. absolutely unreal. Um, so yeah, so then they take off and they drive, I think it's like a few hours to the North Rim. And um, my plan was to wake up around like two or 2.30 because I wanted to get through the bottom of the canyon, the floor of the canyon before it got to the hottest part of the day. Um, and this is kind of funny too the night before I had a hard time sleeping which I was a little bit anxious about because I'm like oh god I just don't want to be feeling drained but it kind of worked out really well because then that day I was able to fall asleep like so early so I did get like a decent amount of sleep um which once again I you stress about things that seemed yeah like they're not going right for you but it's actually works out perfectly for you right uh, you know it's just kind of funny um so yeah so I wake up then um I think it was two two or two thirty in the morning oh my and God. I I was excited like I I was nervous but just excited so I like pack up all my stuff I get ready and I have to call a cab um because the trail head is a few miles away um so my cab driver comes right on time pulls up and I you know leave the cabin and it's just like pitch black but just so it was just quiet and serene and just peaceful um and so I walk into the cab or walk to the cab and get in and we start driving and literally within about five minutes all of a sudden the skies open and it starts downpouring like torrential downpouring (laughs) and lightning like full thunderstorm and I just sat in there I was like huh (laughs) yeah that was not on my mind and all was not on like I really played out a lot of, op- or like a lot of um, um, potential situations in my head. Yeah. And that a thunderstorm was not on my radar. Nope. No. So I just kind of like laughed a little bit and <laughs> we pull, we pull into, um, there's like a parking lot by the trailhead and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, let's figure this out and so I pull up on my phone like the radar just to kind of see what is happening and there truly was one storm cloud right over the trailhead and it looked like but from the radar that in about like 15-20 minutes it would pass um so I just asked the cab driver I'm like do you mind just sitting here and staying with me? <laughs> he turns around. It was this, this just kind older man. He turns around. He's like, he's like, absolutely. He goes, 
I have a daughter myself. He's like, of course I'll say, stay here with you. Oh my gosh. I love I him. know. I know. Just like, just, he was this calm energy. Um, and just what I needed. And also I was really in that moment. I was so proud of myself because I, what I thought to myself was Angela, a few years ago in this situation, probably would be like in tears, you know, yeah. just stressing yeah. out. And I didn't stress out. I'm like, all right, you just figure it out. Right. And I don't know what you're going to do. So, um, and it did in about 15, 20 minutes, the storm passed and the lightning stopped. Um, and it was still a light drizzle. So I was like, well, I guess, I guess I'll go. Um, you probably in the meantime, got the whole life story of that man. I mean, we are for sure best friends. <laughs> I asked, I did, I asked for his card cause I was going to contact him afterwards, but actually on the card, it was just the company and not oh. his name. I know I was really sad. Um, and he was just, <laughs> he, he was just what I needed at that moment. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. So yeah, I put on, I did have a poncho. So I did come prepared with the poncho. Oh my God. So I literally have to like pack all my stuff up. I mean, my pack, I mean, as you know, I am not the lightest packer. And no. <laughs> so this yeah. sucker, this sucker must've been 35, 40 pounds. I don't know. Um, and then I just like put the poncho over it. And then I had a light on my head and then I had a held hand flashlight too. And I said goodbye to him. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm gonna go, go hike the Grand Canyon. Now. Like, sure you don't want to come with me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you later. Here goes nothing. I can't. I'm just I imagining know. you, first of all, in a poncho. Was the bun in the poncho? Sure was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have oh, the visual. I can see. Oh, it's amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, so I I start taking off, and you know, at first, I it took me a while to get adjusted. It was pitch black. It was so dark. Yeah. Um, and I did have, you know, the flashlights, but it was still just so dark. So I start down the trail. And what I quickly realize is that from the storm, the trail is completely flooded and underwater. Nice. Also, not expecting this. <laughs> no. Not ex so I was like, huh, okay. So I literally just start essentially tiptoeing down the Grand Canyon um and okay while this isn't exactly accurate just it's easier in my head it's essentially kind of like seven miles down seven miles across and then seven miles up just for kind of a visual yeah so I am tiptoeing down and you know maybe 10 minutes goes by and I turn around and I'm like you know 10 feet from where I started oh shoot I was like oh boy this is not going well <laughs> we're gonna be here all day this this is the situation 
Um, and it literally in that moment, I just, I felt like I had to surrender and it made me just remember that so often in life, we think we should be further along than we are, or we are rushing to get to a destination, but maybe just like the pace we're going is just the pace we're supposed to be at, you know? And so I did. I just started gingerly making my way down the, the Grand Canyon. I love it. Just step by step. Um, and I, you know, you had to be, or I had to be so present in the moment because I just didn't want to slip and fall and get hurt. Right. You know, so it was, I was just, just ask what's the terrain like? Is it rocky? Is it, I have no idea. Yeah. It was gravelly there. Um, yeah. Most of the path is pretty gravelly, sandy okay. gravel. Um, so I had to, but like the most of the middle of it was just underwater. So I kind of had to oh my gosh. go on like one side or the other. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of like switchbacks and stuff. So I honestly, it was this beautiful practice of being in the moment and being present because I truly had to pay attention to every step I mm. took. And also just so powerful, right? We, we stress yeah. about the past. We stress about the future. But really the beauty is just in the present. And as I was thinking that, you know, the sun started rising and it was just me, the canyon and the sun coming up. Um, oh my gosh. It was unreal. And I'm like, yes, just be here. Just be present. Yes. You know, I mean, it was, yeah, it was incredible. So I took my time and I stopped to enjoy the views along the way, rested when I needed to rest. And I just made my way down about seven miles <laughs> down, down the canyon. Um, Does it feel like you're walking downhill the whole time? Yeah. You're like my hip flexors oh my from like that eccentric. Yeah. Oh, my hip flexors were on fire. Yes. Yes. Dang. Because in Chicago, you're, there's not a lot of inclines or declines. So, <laughs> right. Um, and honestly, when I got to the bottom, I was so happy because just from hiking in the past, I hate going down. It's hard. Uh, it's yeah. so hard. So, I was so relieved when I finally got to the bottom. Um, it was a big confidence boost. So I was like, oh, okay, that at least in my head, that was going to be the worst part. So, um, yeah, so I get to the bottom and there's actually like this huge bridge because you have to cross over the Colorado river. And it was, I mean, it was, I was so happy to see it. It's like, thank God. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it was a good feeling of relief when I got there. So I guess I'll carry on. So we, I get to the bottom and 
um, well, I should give a little bit of background. So the Grand Canyon, the water um, system or the pipe system is like super, super old. Um, I think they're actually renovating it this year. But because of that, the pipes break quite often. And it's really a day-to-day um, or you get noticed day-to-day like which water stations, if any water stations um, will be working on that day. And unfortunately mm-hmm. for me, the pipes were broke. Um, so there was, oh, there's a ranch on the bottom of the canyon, Phantom Ranch. And that was the only water station that was oh open God. that day. So I say that because I knew I had to get to Phantom Ranch to fill up on my water. Um, so that was kind of my next mission when I got to the bottom. So um, it was a few miles up and I get to Phantom Ranch and I'm like, you know, looking for this water station. Mind you, I, I don't know what a water station looks like. Right. Um, so what does it look like? No idea. So I'm just roaming around. I still don't know. I have no idea. Oh, no ideas. So I'm like <laughs> looking for something and like, or a human. Um, and I actually found a worker and I mean, he was amazing. So of course he helps me. He's like, oh, this poor girl. (laughs) Is your poncho still on? (laughs) Did you say yes? He's like, I'm I mean, I'm the site obviously. And he's like. He's like, how far are you going today? I'm like, oh, I'm going to hike the whole, the whole thing. He's like, whole oh, thing. oh, he's like by yourself. I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But he was amazing. So he takes me to the water station, helps me fill up my pack, my bladder, my water bottles. Um, he was just amazing. And there's famous apparently there's famous lemonade at phantom ranch um so as i was repacking up all my stuff here he comes walking with this glass this free glass of their famous lemonade oh i know it was just like a beautiful act of kindness um and i was just so grateful so grateful for him so you know, people show up and strangers are, I don't know, sometimes in the world there's, you hear all this negative stuff, but man, people are good. They are, you know, so did you drink the lemonade? Sure did. Chugged it. It was delicious. What was so good about it? I mean, I think it's good because you just hiked like probably like (laughs) nine miles at that point. So like, yeah, sugary lemonade is fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> oh, there is really nothing better than a good. I lemonade. mean, so refreshing, so refreshing. So I got my lemonade, and then I carried on down the across the floor of the canyon, and you know I did this hike um, with no, I didn't have any music or podcast. Um, it was just myself, my thoughts and, and nature. 
Um, Were there people around you like passing you or are you pretty much by yourself? I was pretty much by myself. I passed. Yeah, there I passed. There were a few guys at the beginning. Um, There was actually some runners and they ran Mm -hmm. past me. Oh, we know Uh, about them. Do you know about the runners? (laughs) Yes. So I saw them and then I saw a few people um intermittently that were camping at phantom ranch that were doing like little day hikes um but i besides the runners i was the only other person that i mean i didn't meet anyone else who was doing the whole thing right so then you're pretty much by yourself the whole time that's crazy it was crazy it was crazy um yeah, it was crazy. Could you get lost? You know me. I get lost going anywhere. Or is it obvious path? Like you can't get lost. Okay. There's no way. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I was nervous about that too. So I actually watched like YouTube videos of it. Yeah. Um, and the trail so well defined. Yeah. You can't get lost. Okay. So that was very grateful for that. And that was kind of nice too. Cause then, you know, when I'm just going across the bottom, I could just enjoy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of follow the path. Um, And that's, yeah, just what I did. And it was where my mind went as I just kind of fell into my flow um, is my, my mind started first thinking of all the people that, were praying for me on that, at that exact moment on that day, I just started thinking and I went through people like one by one, like from every single one of my family members to every single one of my friends, to my coworkers, my patients, to everyone who said that they were praying and sending me love. Um, I just started thinking about them. And I just allowed myself to receive those prayers and that love. Um, and then my mind just even kept going and it started, it kept thinking about every single person who has crossed my path at some point in my life that has helped me along my way. Like I said, from family to friends, to teachers, to coaches, to coworkers, to just strangers who showed me kindness. And I just kept going through one by one. And the amount of people that have helped me, it just made it brought me to a, a depth of gratitude that I truly don't think I've ever felt before. Um, and I just allowed myself to receive their love at that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I don't know if meditative, but I just felt so full. Like I was just so fall um and then you know then I looked up at the sky and it was it was overcast still and I didn't mention this yet but 
you know, it was high of like 80, 80 degrees that day. And like I said before, typical temperatures are like 110, 115 in July. And here I am and it's 80, 80 degrees with overcast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can't make this up. No, I'm, I'm like, I am just so divinely guided and protected. It was unreal. And then I started, you know how I am, Jules. I started talking and praying to my angels. And first I started with my grandma, um, who I'm named after and just always have had a really special connection with. And, you know, I thanked her and I'm, I told her, like, Grandma, you outdid yourself with this weather. And I, I cannot make this up. At that moment, this light breeze just, like, hit my face. It was unreal. I literally laughed out loud. I was like, <laughs> unreal. I uh, 80 that. degrees. And also, let me tell you, the day before and the day after, it was like 110. I kid you not. 80 degrees the day I was there. It was wild. It is. It's wild. Um, and I know, or I think I told you this part, because then, of course, I started talking to your mom, to Deb, and people are going to think I'm making this up. I truly cannot make this up. But I looked down and there was this little frog happen across the path. And for those who don't know, one of Julie's signs for her mom is a frog. And it was... It was just, I don't even know if I know how to describe I know. that kind I know. of feeling. Um, but if you ever feel like you're not protected and watched over and held, I'm just here to say like, we are, we just are. Uh, it was, it was incredible. So that whole yeah, the whole path on the bottom, the floor of the canyon was was so awesome. It almost sounds like you were in a meditation down there. Did they, and this, you might not know this, but have they studied like the frequency of the canyon? You know what? That's a good question. I don't know that. Obviously, you know, in Sedona, there's a lot, but that's a good question. Um, but I 100% just because people, people always ask me like, how was, you know, it was over 12 hours and I'm telling you, it went by in like a blink of an eye. So I, my mind, I was for sure in some meditative state Yes, it, you know, you think like 12 hours seems long. It wasn't, it was weird. I don't know how else to describe it, but you're just kind of flowing, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I definitely was in some sort of meditative state. Right. <laughs> Although like you fall into that. <laughs> I do. You fall into that very easily when you go running. I lose all track of time and distance. (laughs) Oh, although, okay. So this was a moment that I did come out of my meditation. So like I said, there was only one water station open. So on the bottom of the canyon, there's this like creek or stream that runs along the the path and um once you start your ascent out of the canyon 
you're no longer, you no longer have access to that water. So I knew that before I started ascending, if I wanted to refill water, I actually had uh, a water fil filtration system. So I needed to get creek water and use my water filtration system to restock my water supply. Now, as we've mentioned, I'm not the most outdoorsy person. And this truly was the moment I was most fearful of. <laughs> I like, can't believe you have a water filtration system. I mean, the, the reason I have a water filltration system is because of Carl and Therese. Right. <laughs> Those are my parents. <laughs> I was like, it will be fine. The water will be on. The water was not on. The water <laughs> was not on. <laughs> so I knew I was gonna, I knew where the path was going to start ascending. So I had to figure out how to get to this creek and I'm like looking down and it's like this sharp kind of like cliff I'm like okay and I'm just I don't know nervous so I'm like all right Anne, just you can figure this out so I kind of started exploring and I do find this path where I can get access to the creek pretty easily so I you know plop all my stuff down and I get out this water jug thing and I'm like, all right, I'm going to filter water. That's what I'm going to do. So I start filling it up with creek water and start putting it through this filter. And I, the thing I thought of at the moment, I literally started laughing. And I'm like, I wish Julie, Kelly, and Caitlin could see 100. me right now. I'm like, the girls would be peeing their pants laughing right now. I, yeah, there's just no way. I mean, for those who, do, I mean, out of all of us, for those who don't know, I'm 100% the most high maintenance out of all of us. Yeah. So like filtering water is not my jam. Um, and you don't uh, even really drink water. I mean, I know, but I need, I was nervous I was going to die. So I know. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. God. But then I did it and it was fine. And in the kind of life reminder lesson right then, it, I was like, oh my God, fear is always just so much greater in our head than what the reality ever is. Oh, like I, so you good. know, it really is like, like I had it all built up and it was, you know, I figured it out. I could do it. It was fine. Like I just remind myself everything is figure outable. I can figure it all out. So I got my water and packed back up and then we begin the ascent out of the canyon. Oh boy. Yep. Yep. So, you know, the ascent is, it's just a grind. It is just yeah. like seven straight miles back and forth, switch, like you're just going up. And it's the end. It's the end. It's the oh. end. So it's just, it is just a grind. Um, so I start kind of going up, you know, working my way up. And you know that feeling like your legs are just on fire, just start burning. Um, 
And as I was kind of, you know, getting a lovely muscle burn in my legs, I honestly just felt grateful because I thought to myself, right. Yeah. I thought every, everything in my life up to this moment has prepared me for this moment. For instance, you know, like I played soccer, I, at a high level, I know, I know how to push through physical pain. I know how to grind. I, that doesn't make me nervous. No, you know, so I'm like, okay. And then I thought, you know, I just, I moved to the city. I moved to Chicago and got rid of my car. So I walk everywhere. So just my endurance of being on my feet, the tolerance to just being on my feet, no other time in life have I had that kind of endurance. Um, and then, you know, the previous few years with COVID and every, my, you know, the gym being shut down, everything being shut down, I started going on these long runs and these long walks because I had nothing else to do. And yeah. Once again, never in my life has my cardiovascular endurance been that good. Um, and another thing too is, which you know a little bit about, you know, during COVID, my disordered eating was pretty bad and I lost a lot of weight and just physically was not healthy. And then the year before this trip, you know, I started eating more and gaining weight and the gaining weight was so mentally excruciating. It's just really hard for me. Um, sorry, I'm going to get emotional. But in that moment, I was so grateful for my body and how strong it was. <clears throat> Because if I would have done that, you know, the year before, I I don't know if I physically could have. Um, So I just had a new level of gratitude for my body. Um, And yeah, I just, I just realized that like life always prepares us for the mountains we have to climb. Sometimes in the moment, we don't, a lot of times in the moment, we don't quite understand the why, but I just do believe that, that life's always preparing us and then we can climb whatever we have to at that moment. So beautiful. And thank you. Thank you. It was, oh, it was good. I'm going to share something you, we were talking, I don't know if it was like two or three weeks out from this. I was going to call it a walk, but it's sure as hell not a walk. This, I don't know, excursion. (laughs) And you shared with me that you thought last year at this time, you don't think you could have physically done it. And I, I was honestly stunned that you shared that with me. And I remember getting off the call and I'm probably going to cry now sharing this. And I just cried tears of 
joy for you because as your friend watching you challenge your body and and fuel it for something that was was an emotional and physical stressor for your body was really cool to see so thank you for sharing and and for doing that because it was really inspiring thank you Jules and thank you I need to thank you because you are and have always been one of the safe places for me to be able to share that shadow part of me. And the more I can talk about it, the less control it has over me. So thank you for being that person for me. Oh, man. Oh, they're gonna be like, okay, wrap it up, you two. Yeah. We're, we're getting there, guys. We're almost there. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So I kept on going, obviously on up. And um, like I mentioned, you know, Susie had me on my schedule of how often I was gonna kind of stop and get water and eat. So I, I stayed true to that. Um, so I had a break and then packed all my stuff back up and started walking again. And probably, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, the bottom of my right foot started hurting and like burning a bit. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I can keep going. I just stopped, you know, I don't want to take too much longer on this hike. Um, but, you know, there was just something in me that screamed like, and just listen to your body for one, just listen. So I decided to stop again, which like I said, was not my plan. Um, and so I took my shoes and socks off for the first time. And in my socks, there was just all this sand, um, from the trail and the bottom of my foot just started, the skin started rubbing and it was like almost like the start of a blister. So, um, so yeah, I just stopped. I washed my feet. I bandaged them up and I put new socks on and I didn't have any other issues the whole rest of the time. And it just, once again, reminded me to listen to yourself, right? Like you're, if your body's telling you something, just listen. Um, and I was very, very grateful that I did early versus paying for it later. So I repacked my stuff and, and kept going on up and, you know, then it just started getting hard. You know, my legs were on fire. I was tired and it was a grind. So I looked down at my feet and I just kept telling myself just one step in front of the other, just one step at a time. And as I was looking at my feet, I don't know what prompted me to do this but I started then saying out loud and praying and sending love to all the people in my life so I literally started going through with each step one by one every person in my life praying for them and sending love I was like left foot was dad and then mom and Matt and Kate and Mike, and I, you know, I just kept, I went I through that. all of my 
family, friends, everyone in my life. And it just helped me flow like out of this canyon, like just up. And it's just like when times are hard, loving others is what gets you through. Um, and I also thought in that moment, the reason I have so much love to give out right now is because I allowed myself to receive it when I was at the floor of the canyon. 100%. Yes. You know, it's, we always talk about output in life and what we have to do but we never talk about this energy balance that in order to optimize how much impact and love we can give to others we equally have to be able to receive that help that support and love to do that um and i was grateful i was able to receive because being able to send love to my people is what helped me th- through that hardest part of the hike up. Mm. Yeah. So then we'll get to the end. Um, I, I was anticipating finishing the hike and then calling my aunt and Susie to come get me. Um, and as <laughs> As I was starting to get to the end, I start hearing them cheering and I just got so emotional because I didn't know they were going to be there. Oh my gosh. Their cheers, their support, their screaming. I mean, I was just like overflowing with emotions and I felt this moment and it's this ideal I have of living in the state of interdependence where I am strong in who I am on my own two feet but in these beautiful healthy supportive relationship with people around me Um, for so long in my life I was either in a codependent relationship or I was trying to be so independent in my mind. And I just felt in this moment, like this beautiful interdependence and having that there was just like, oh, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing to be received like that. I love that. So we made it. I made it out. You made it. And the pit, we're going to have to share the picture of you walking out because those, yes. it's all over your face. Just oh. like pure bliss. It was amazing. It was an amazing feeling. And I was like, just myself, like, I just felt confidence too. Like, well, yeah, you just, yeah. yeah. Like rim to rim. And you yeah. filtered water and you wore a poncho. Like, come on. crushing it just crushed it all the things oh my god so good okay before you close this up I need to share what that day was like on the other end 
for those of us at home trying to tune in to Angela hiking rim to rim. So Ange, why don't you tell us what you did with the little satellite on your wrist when, you know, you started the hike. So for those that don't know, there's no cell service in the canyon. Um, so my aunt had this satellite where you could program people's numbers so I can set it and then people could track me, um, which is a great idea. And I had one job and that was to turn it on. Um, <laughs> in my defense, I thought I did turn it on. In reality, I did not. So for the whole 12 and a half hours, I thought my people are tracking me and I'm having a grand old time where in reality, I don't think that was quite what was happening on the other side. <laughs> no, no, it was not. I have the text messages with your mom pulled up. Oh my so God. Yes. I I'm ready to hike this thing with Ange. Like I'm ready for her little check-ins, like want to follow along. Okay. I don't hear anything. And it's nine o'clock my time in the morning. I text Angela's mother. Are we tracking Ange? Question mark. She goes, heard from her this morning. She waited till after 4 a.m. to start because there's bad thunderstorms there. She sent me the link to track her, but it doesn't seem like it's updating. I just sent a text to my friend Bits, who is there on the North Rim. And I'm like, oh, just send me the link. Like, I'll try it, you know. She goes, they came in an email, I'll send me your email. So she emails it to me. And I get, I said, I think it worked because I got coordinates. And then I said, unless that was her starting point. And her mom goes, yeah, that was her. That's where she started. <laughs> She's been hiking for what, five hours? Well, there's a time change. I don't know. You've been hiking for hours at this point. And it, there was nothing, nothing on our end. And then your mom goes, I know she practiced yesterday and she must need to send a notification because when she does, I receive a text and email, but it only shows where she currently is. Not helpful. <laughs> so all day long, we are just like, hope she's okay. Have no idea. But I don't know if you remembered earlier, Angela mentioned that a group of runners passed her. Well, we're all frantically trying to track her. So I guess bits, the runners came to bits or ended and they, and bits was like, Hey, did you happen to see a girl hiking by herself? And they were like, yeah, she's doing great. And I think they even lied about where you were. They for sure lied. I saw them like at mile one and yeah. then they're like, yeah, she's doing great. Okay. Thanks guys. Uh I need to publicly apologize to everyone. <laughs> so then by the end, I was like, do we even congratulate her or do we yell at her first? I don't even know which one to do. I was so flustered. I sent a text to my whole family right when I finished that I did it. And like my brothers, my sister-in-laws were like, congrats, that's amazing. My dad replies, I'm so happy it's over. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I mean, I'm in the same boat as Carl. So bad. My my fault. That was my fault. 
so, oh my god so good. I was telling Jeremy about it and Jeremy's like she probably thinks she's doing it she's For sure it. no you were not you thought you were I was yep I was having a grand old time thought you guys were along for the ride with me <sighs> so bad sorry about that so we did not get to hike the Grand Canyon together <laughs> maybe next time <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right so I did want to wrap up and just when I reflected on this like whole experience there were three things that stuck with me the most and the first one was this whole balance of energy that everything in the universe is seeking balance so we need to be able to receive help and love and support in order to optimize how much we can give love and support so our impact in this in this world is truly affected by how much we allow ourselves to receive and i just think i think we don't talk about that enough so we I just don't. wanted, you know what I mean? It just yeah. not, it's not something highlighted and it's just so important to be able to receive. Um, and the second one, I know I mentioned this throughout the whole story is divine guidance. I, I, I don't know the whole thing. I just felt it. And I just know it as a truth that we are so divinely guided and protected and provided for. And the last one is, you know, everyone talks, you know, talked about me doing it alone, doing alone. And when I reflected, no part of me, number one, being able to do this trip, nor during this trip, was I ever, ever alone. And so I just wanted to tell people that like no matter where you are on your path or what you're going through, just please, please know, like you are, you never walk alone. I love that because you were literally walking alone, but you didn't feel like <laughs> not, not for one second. You were alone. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I love that. Thank you all for joining us today. And we want to remind you once again, that no matter where you are or what you're going through, you never walk alone. If you like our content, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show and share it with a friend. All right. We are signing off. Love, Jules and Ange.